on PHNX, or should I say Diamondbacks? Uh, we had this whole thing where you have to dead now. I got to fill Jesse in. Oh, of course, that's true. I'll fill all of you guys in. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX. This man next to me, glad to have him back. He is your Thunderstick, my vice mayor, the one and only Jesse Friedman. And yes, D hash bags or D ha- uh, hash backs, tag backs, all that stuff. It's all D backs is gone, Jesse. It's off the uniform. We need to change the website. It's all that. Uh, I know we haven't gotten your reactions to the new uniforms that the Diamondbacks released, so I wanted to kick ah. off this show with that. And I know we have a lot of free agency stuff to discuss, but uh, what were your thoughts on the new uh, new jerseys? Well, first of all, going uh, eliminating D-backs is clearly a product of just no one being able to like like do it properly, like from a punctuation standpoint. Yeah, uh, they were just really tired of seeing people do the, uh, uh, the I think the apostrophe was maybe the worst of all yeah, of them, like yeah. D apostrophe backs. Uh-huh. That was atrocious. Oh, they hated when it was uh, all one word too. Yeah, D-backs, yeah, D backs with it. Yeah, all one word. With a capital D and a capital B. Yeah, oh, that, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, even D, if you would correctly use a hyphen yeah. and then capitalize the B, I think they were still not too happy mm-hmm. about that. No. It's supposed to be rules. capital D hyphen lowercase. Case B, and then and uh, no X at the end either. Don't know that. No yeah. B-A-X, oh either. no, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess they, I guess yeah, they just got tired of having to correct people on that front. They eventually <laughs> gave up, and we're like, we're gonna forget we're it. Gonna we're just, just get rid of it. Now. It doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Yeah. Um, I remember at one time they told us that the word Diamondbacks shouldn't be used without Arizona being a part of it, and it's like that was just an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> why, are, why, are, why are they all these <laughs> That's rules? Enti- I mean, Diamondbacks. <laughs> didn't you guys decide yesterday or uh, last week when I was gone that Diamondbacks is the longest? name of any it professional is the longest team? name of any professional sports team correct so i mean diamondbacks is already long enough they can't they can't possibly expect us to use, <laughs> to spell out arizona diamondbacks every single time all of it together um but yeah as far as the new uniforms are concerned i overall i like them i would say overall thumbs up from me I'm not a huge uniforms guy. I thought it was fitting that you had Espo on the show that right? day instead yeah. of me because no one wants to hear my uniform takes we because, should've... frankly, I just don't care very much. Even if you weren't um, on vacation, we would have done that anyway. Yeah, I think. you just clearly would have kicked me off the uh-huh. show that day entirely anyway because I wouldn't have had anything useful to say. Um, but, yeah, I I like them overall. I think the, the black one, um, the alternate black uniform Fantastic. Uh, is one of my favorite Diamondbacks uniforms of all Super time, fire. I think. Yep. The home off-white thing is a little too plain for me. Uh, that's the one that I probably liked the least. But I too still think it's for Jesse it's just Freeman. a little, like, I know people use the word clean a lot, and that's viewed as being a good thing, but they're a little too clean. It's like, you gotta, you gotta give me something else. Maybe, yeah. uh, I know some people were wondering if pinstripes, like if you add pinstripes to that jersey. Because um, the off-white was from the original 1998 right. home jersey. That's that what they're white. kind of trying to replicate there, but they didn't have the pinstripes, which was a pretty big part Correct. of that jersey when it first came out. So. Uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, way better than the than the rebrand that they did with the gradients and, and the whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, this was not a... <laughs> but it, Except the gray. Don't get me started on the gray and teal gradients. I will do a whole episode about that. It and, still seems, though, like, I don't know, it's almost like trendy to hate uniforms. Like, the moment the mm, new uniforms drop, I feel like baseball. it's just like the thing to do like to City hate Connect, on them. City Connect gets a lot of hate immediately. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I'm always like a little bit... Uh, I don't know. I take everything that I read with a grain of salt and it feels like initial reactions to these kinds of things are always bad, especially when 
Purple, of course, was not part of this. And if you're doing a Diamondback Street brand that doesn't involve purple, you've basically lost already. Yeah, uh, it doesn't right. It doesn't really yeah. matter what you're doing. If there's no purple, then people are just going to uh, clamor about the fact that there's no purple. And that will be the end of the story for some people. You know what I didn't know was a problem? People getting mad at teal because it should be turquoise, which is more of a Arizona element, an Arizona uh uh, rock, if you will, like there, yeah. there's a lot of connections there. Having having the copper, uh, the the turquoise and the purple all felt kind of right. But I did see some of those, like some people kind of took some designs and uh, especially the new designs and made them purple. And none of them were very good looking. They all look like Rockies jerseys. Let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> excited to have the world's fastest photog, none other than Danielle Cortez, be joining oh, us here today as producer on the ones and twos. What was your favorite jersey of all of the the new ones released? Black. It's, the, it's black, the black and the teal. Oh, my gosh. It's so hot. It's, it's really so incredible. Yeah, it's I, really I agree with Jesse. I think it's one of the best jerseys in D-backs history. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of different takes on the jerseys, which I like because people lean in different directions. I saw someone say they hate the black jerseys, which was a wild take, but it was uh, wow. just an expression that's, of how crazy to me. Right. How different some opinions can be. Some people love the Diamondbacks, the red one with the Diamondbacks on it. Some people hate it. I think uh, it was different. Just like the the home jersey, the off-white one, looked different on Merrill than it did on Alec. Looked much different on Geraldo than it did on Christian Walker. So, Jesse, to your point, um, I have seen him in person. Uh, they look, the, the the off-white looks much better in person. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I will say it, okay. it didn't. It and that's nothing to do with like the pictures. It's just it looks better in person. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I can't wait I didn't to see particularly him care for him when I saw the picture, but yeah. then I see you see him in person. Well, there were some, there were some, I saw, you know, early, I I saw a picture and then I saw like other, like I actually really liked the, uh, the off-white one. And then as kind of, I saw the details of the other ones, I was, I kind of went to like, yeah, I think the off-white one might be my least favorite. So, you know, it's, it's all based on comparison and things, but we'll get used to it. And again, I do like the idea of this generation of Diamondbacks players having their own look for, you know, the next what seven years that's the time frame on these jerseys that's that's how it works with diamondbacks but we have so much more to talk about because free agency season is happening uh happy free agency season to you all because it is fast it is furious is happening as we speak also happy yoshinobu yamamoto posting day to you jesse yes, SGE, yes. to you on a <laughs> yoshinobu yamamoto posting day the window starts tuesday morning at 8 a.m eastern time and goes until January 4th, which it's not going to go until January 4th, but yeah, but it could go until January 4th. It's it's kind of nice that there's a 45 day cap on this whole thing mm-hmm. because we we know that Yamamoto will sign by January 4th at 5 p.m. Eastern time at the very latest. And and yeah, I think more more than likely earlier than that, like there's a pretty good chance the Yamamoto uh, has has determined his new home prior to Christmas even Um which is which is kind of cool. I mean, you know, it I feel like it's never great for the game. It's never great for these players when all this stuff drags out until, you know, like really close to spring training. So the earlier we can get all this stuff figured out, the better. And Yamamoto, of course, is a pretty big part of the market. He's kind of in a class of his own being only 25 years old. So I'm not sure that his deal has a super direct uh, as super direct implications for any of the other 
uh, guys out there in free agency. But yeah, we're guaranteed to have a conclusion to this in the next 45 days. And I know you guys talked last week about the possibility of the D-backs getting Yamamoto. We did, we did. Um, without you being here. Because, because I leave and chaos <laughs> ensues. But no, I mean, there have been reports that the D-backs are interested there. I know. It's uh, odd, right? They were one of the first yeah. teams linked. And now recently, they, they continue to be linked. But then when you see... I guess a general article about the interest in him and they list the teams that are the most likely landing spots. They'll do a top 10 and Arizona isn't even in there. It makes yeah. sense as far as budget wise. I understand why people don't believe that the diamondbacks could pursue him. But like you said, uh, he has been connected. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that outlandish, but I, I think that the diamondbacks could potentially put that money to better use rather than putting it all into one superstar starting pitcher. Uh, we have seen now some of the other pitchers, are, are kind of landing in free agency, and that's going to kind of dictate uh, the market a bit. Aaron Nola resigns with the Phillies, yep. seven years, one hundred seventy-two million con, uh, seventy-two million dollar contract. Reportedly, left money on the table in order to stay in Philadelphia, which makes a lot of sense because they're building something that seems pretty strong there. And again, it seems like based on you know when we played them in in the in the playoffs, players love playing for that organization. So it makes yeah. sense while he's staying there. Yeah, it does. And and this contract numbers wise is oddly like sort of reasonable, um, like risky for sure. I mean, seven years. Right. But I, I don't think that this is like an outrageous, uh, an outrageous amount of money, No, which it feels like. I don't know. I'm so used to every year in free agency, just whatever it, the guys just at the escalates. top of the market are just, just getting more and more bonkers. And, and this one to me. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Nola had a 4.46 ERA last year, which doesn't really sound like a $172 million pitcher, but he also pitched really well in the playoffs. And, you know, what everyone's been saying about Aaron Nola is that he's really durable in an era where those pitchers are kind of an endangered species, right? Almost Uh, pitched 200 innings. Yeah, almost 200 innings. And, And he obviously has a track record of being better than, you know, his mid fours ERA last year. This past season would, we saw would suggest. Yeah, we saw that in the postseason for sure, especially yeah. against the Diamondbacks. But um, yeah, I mean, again, there there is something to be said about that $172 million contract and how it's going to impact, you know, free agency. Again, the market is dictated as these deals come out, and that's how much people sometimes want, how much more they expect to get, uh, you know. And I saw someone say, like, seeing that convinces them that Zach Gallon is not going to sign for anywhere less than $200 million when, when his turn comes around no. for the contract. I mean, if you ever thought that he was going to sign for less than $200 million, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but um, but what, about a, what about a reliever receiving three years, $30 million? What do you think about that? Yeah, that one's interesting. Three years was maybe more than I saw Ronaldo Lopez getting. Uh, I think I probably had two years in, in my head. But he had a pretty good year. I mean, 66 innings, a 3270 RA. Uh, Lopez, of course, bounced around toward the end of the season because of the whole waivers uh, shenanigans that happened. Uh, right. He pitched for uh, three different teams when all was said and done in the 2023 season. But he had a one five zero ERA yeah. in 24 innings after leaving the White Sox. So he really finished the year on a high note. Sounds like the Braves are actually planning to stretch him out in spring training and uh, have him as a as an option in the starting rotation. Uh, that's interesting. I imagine he will most likely wind up in the bullpen when all is said and done, but maybe that factored into the Braves willingness to, you know, give him three years, 
uh, at, a, at a pretty decent dollar figure, knowing that he had at least some ability to help them out in the rotation as well. well. There's a couple of guys like that. Like I believe Nick Martinez from the San Diego Padres is also looking to go from reliever to starting pitcher. And in some cases, uh, maybe based on the money and, and his ability, maybe that works out for him and his new team uh, that yeah. he leaves. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, there's there's something to be said about there being a lot of talent in Chicago. And now those guys leaving elsewhere and, and kind of being a commodity. Uh, Lucas Giolito, thoughts on him now? Yeah, well, Lucas Giolito has to go to the Braves Correct. because Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez like are this. tied together. <laughs> you can't get one without the it's other. It's a package deal. They, Free agency trades doesn't matter; they go together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're all we're all just waiting to hear that uh, Giolito has been has been signed with the with the Atlanta Braves. But uh, we we also have uh, rumors that the Dodgers might be interested in trading for Dylan Cease from the Chicago White Sox, and that terrifies me, Jesse, because we all know. Obviously that the Dodgers are in the market, you know, for Otani and we always know the Dodgers are just in the market for everybody. But like, yeah, if they're starting to try to make trades for guys like Dylan Cease, I'm kind of scared about the rearming of talent that they're trying. They know they had a deficiency there last year, and I feel like they're trying to correct it, even if it means sacrificing their young pitchers their bullpen arms and stuff in trades in order to kind of bump up the talent level on, on their current roster. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have an outrageously good farm system. So, I mean, they can basically trade for whoever they want. It's infuriating. Uh, They're just good at everything, it feels like. And uh, you also get the sense that the moment that Dylan Cease puts on a Dodgers uniform, he's going to go back to his, you know, his, his Cy Young form 1. pretty 1. much 1.72 ERA. Yeah, right. 0.86 whip. It's inevitable. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers are seems like they're linked to everyone every big name in the trade market every big name in the free agent market it seems like the dodgers are are right there and that's kind of always the story with them to to some extent like they always have the assets whether it be trade assets or financial assets to get basically whoever they want but they've shown themselves to be pretty picky over the last few years with like who they're actually going to pull the trigger on yeah. so i know they're in on yamamoto i know it sounds like they're having conversations about cease They've been favored for Otani for <laughs> multiple years at this point. Um, I hope it all blows up in their face. I hope none of it goes their way. <laughs> I feel like they're going to get, at this point, the Dodgers like need a starting pitcher. Yeah. They oh, yeah. need Without a, a starting pitcher. Without a doubt. It was obvious, as you just said, in the postseason, they just didn't have what they need. And I know Walker Bueller will be coming back, but there's clearly a need for more depth there. And I would be pretty surprised if the Dodgers didn't at least get like one of these bigger names that they're that they're attached to. Well, they did lose Lance Lynn, who signs with the St. Louis Cardinals per John Heyman. The deal is good for one year, eleven million dollars guaranteed, uh, ten million dollars plus incentives for 2023, 2024 club option with a one million dollar buyout. So, uh, Lance Lynn, I mean, he's a pitcher. Uh, <laughs> he went thirteen and eleven with a five point seven three ERA, a one point three nine WHIP. 67 walks, 191 strikeouts, 44 home runs, um, plus an extra four in the playoffs, If in case you <laughs> forgot about those. Those are also there, too. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, I don't care about that at all. I mean, I, like, I feel the Dodgers got better by Lance Lynn going on, going elsewhere. That's yeah, I, I mean, it, it is pretty wild for a guy who, who gave up 48 home runs, including the postseason, uh, to, like, actually be a free agent that is viewed somewhat 
highly. Eleven million dollars. Um, Eleven million. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty decent. I think it, I think it million. maxes out at like two twenty six, something like that. It's crazy. Uh, if if the Cardinals do pick up the yeah. uh, the second year option there, so which he could all of a which sudden, they very well. I yeah, mean, they very well might. But the reason that Lance Lynn is interesting is that he strikes out guys like Lance Lynn. Say what you will about the the gopher ball problem. It does 191 strikeouts in 183 and two thirds innings? There's some some legit swing and miss ability there, and he's not walking everybody either. I think there's just a sense that if you can find a way to get Lance Lynn to keep the ball in the ballpark, yeah, he could actually be a, a pretty good pretty good starting pitcher for you. Uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue, our our favorite boys over there, uh, they quote tweeted Jeff P- Passan's tweet and said that this signing looks like a home run to me. <laughs> well done um yeah uh connor mormon said it best he said to be fair though it's the same thing every year national media wants everyone to believe every free agent and trade candidate is going to be a dodger a yankee a man sure, a giant sure. or a cup. and that's yeah. absolutely the truth but the dodgers are that team they're that team that has those resources and honestly i think the dodgers like i've said before when i was saying dave roberts had a strong case for manager of the year was the the Dodgers really did what they could with the pieces they had last year and they were still able to succeed right so uh they they know they have a lot of shortcomings and a lot of those aren't the Dodgers fault other than putting their trust in guys that ended up I guess breaking that trust and and violating you know the 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 rules and and not only actual laws but like part of being baseball so uh, they they definitely you know got themselves into a situation last year, but they have the money and the resources to get their way out of it and retool. Like I said, that scares me. But the Diamondbacks uh, might be looking to make some moves. They non-tendered Kyle Lewis prior to Friday's deadline, and Kyle Lewis was one of those moves that we were worried ultimately wouldn't work out, but we had a lot of hope in. We thought that Kyle Lewis could have that great you know, comeback story here in Arizona after being the American League Rookie of the Year at one point. But uh, his his time here in Arizona was short-lived, and unfortunately on the main main roster, on the major league roster, uh, he couldn't really get it done. He was absolutely killing it at times in Reno, but he yeah. just couldn't really um, come up to the major league roster and contribute. I mean, not even just like at times in Reno. Like he was the whole time. He was absurd yeah. in Reno. If we look at uh, if we look at his numbers in Reno compared to his numbers in the majors, it oh, <laughs> my God, it's it's this unfortunate how big of ridiculous. a talent gap there is between AAA and the majors, right? And I think Kyle Lewis' season very much illustrates that that reality. He had 371 with a 457 on base and a 641 slugging percentage in Reno in the majors. Just, granted only 54 plate appearances. He slashed 157, 204, 255. Uh, his strikeout rate was about twice as high in the majors as it was yeah. in, tri- in AAA. And he walked less than half the time in the majors as he did in AAA. So yeah, you know, there, there's maybe a case to be made here that the D-backs didn't really give Kyle Lewis an opportunity. Fair. Um, Absolutely. I mean, fair. 54 plate appearances, like he literally played in 16 games. I understand that argument, and I think there's maybe some truth to it. Like maybe the D-backs could have found a few more at-bats for him. Sure. Uh, maybe maybe toward the end of the year, uh, potentially, but... I, I don't know. It's tough. Like once Tommy Pham was a member of this Diamondbacks team, there just wasn't really a DH opportunity anymore. And in the first half of the season, Kyle Lewis was injured for a substantial portion of the year. Right. There was the undisclosed illness that 
held him out for almost three months. So I, I don't know. I, I, I understand the move for the D-backs. I think he was estimated to make about $1.6 in arbitration. Uh, he seems like a guy that a team is definitely going to take a chance on, but it's probably going to take the form of a, of a minor league contract at this point. Uh, you know, with some incentives and whatnot built in, if if he makes the major league roster, because he he just couldn't hit in in the majors, and uh, you know, he wasn't given a ton of opportunity to show that. But it's hard to argue that he should have gotten like 150 plate appearances, yeah. given how much time he was injured and uh, just the fact that he was really only a platoon player, and you didn't really want him to play in the outfield. The 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 real problem here is that the Diamondbacks had too many other options, and. Kyle Lewis needed those at bats. I don't believe that a guy like say what you will. We 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 could probably sit here and debate whether he's a he's a four A player, right? That's what they call him, the quad A right, player, right? right? The the sort the, of what it looks like. The guy right that's now. that's great at triple A, but can't make it in the majors. But I I agree with you that the fifty four plate appearances and the fact that the Diamondbacks at times couldn't like let him figure it out at a major league level because the games were too important and the at-bats were too important. They needed him. There was somebody at some point that was doing better than him that they wanted in the lineup just because they needed either as a DH or, you know, I mean, obviously he wasn't playing in the outfield, but, you know, Kyle Lewis, again, he has that ability, I think, to contribute to a team. And I don't believe when you're slashing 371, 457, 641, and 293 plate appearances, I do not believe that you cannot contribute at a major league level. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. I think that there there's a lot of things. Kyle Lewis got hit by a ball and got a concussion and literally had to go through um like therapy and 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 such to in order for him to come back and be able to take at bats again at, at a plate, right? So like there's a lot here that's going on, but I don't believe that the ability isn't there. I just think that this might have been a a situation where when he was called up, he was trying too hard and it we've seen how that impacts baseball players across the game especially on this team but you know he he again wasn't given very many chances and those chances were sporadic i think that's the other thing no consistent yeah. amount of time yeah where he, he was played to... he played six games to start the year and then the undisclosed illness happened mm -hmm. april 8th he was put on the injured list and then when he was called back up on june 30th he played five games and then he was sent back down on july 8th right and then he had one other stint from August 14th to 19th. He played five more games. So, yeah, I mean, his season was 16 games in three separate spurts. And as a hitter who's not really playing every day, it's pretty hard to get on any kind of a roll yes. when, you're, when your opportunities are spread out that much. It's, that's, that's really what it comes down to. I'm not yeah. going to be surprised to see Kyle Lewis still be able to rebound and have a nice career somewhere else. And we absolutely hope that for him because we both have met Kyle and he's an incredible, incredible human being. And honestly, like <laughs> I walked into Salt River Fields the first day Kyle Lewis arrived, we walked in together and he was just like, hey, what's up, man? And like next thing you know, we're chatting and walking in. I introduced myself. He introduced like literally one of the nicest people I've ever met. So sure. can't can't uh, wish, you know, him the best enough. And of course, you know, again, this this absolutely just goes to show the Diamondbacks are, you know, getting ready here. They're, they're free agency season stuff is happening. They're freeing up roster spots. They added Blake Walston to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. So there's some things that are happening within the organization. And, of course, 
We have a lot of time before all of this pops off. Before we're gonna blink, we're gonna celebrate some holidays. We're gonna kiss under uh, midnight and for a New Year thing, and then we're gonna be back out at Salt River for spring training. So uh, interesting to see what the Diamondbacks do. Of course, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us uh, a little thumbs up. Uh, drop us a like. We appreciate that. Uh, Gabby here. We, we, we always appreciate Gabby being here, just like we appreciate you guys being here. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure to drop us uh, a review over there. We love those five-star reviews. Make sure to subscribe there as well. We always appreciate you guys doing so. Uh, big thing is to check out our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union. Of course, great time of the year to worry about your financial you know, well-being for the future. Get it on track. Don't wait until the new year. Do it now. Desert Financial uh, has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union for more than 84 years. And they're dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions to you. So make sure to not miss out. Uh, they have uh, they have all of your checking and savings accounts needs, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. I got started on my home ownership journey thanks to Desert Financial Credit Union, and you should too. Uh, join a credit union that's committed to giving back to our community because that's what all of this is all about. We're all about our community, and so is Desert Financial Credit Union. When you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 today. And speaking of today, Empire Today uh, keeps shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. I know sometimes around this time of the year, you maybe want to go big, right? Like who wants another, you know, foot massager? Uh, do, do the flooring in the house for your significant other. That's a gift that will absolutely blow them away. And Empire Today will help you not only plan it out, but keep it secret by limiting the number of trips you need to take uh, to a big box store in order to look at all the options. Uh, Empire Today keeps... Things simple with a curated product selection and their virtual floor designer will allow you to see how great your new floors will look in any space at home without going anywhere. Uh, of course, Empire Today also prides itself on their uh, convenient shop at home in, uh, shop at home service as well as the fact that they service their own warranties. So if an issue does arise, you can just call Empire and they will take care of everything themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. And that Name once again was Empire Today. What was the phone number again? I don't remember it anymore uh, because people don't use phones anymore. Eight, Jesse, one eight hundred eight hundred five eight eight yeah. two three hundred Empire. There we go. Today. Thank Today. you. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, see, that's that's what we bring you around here uh, because this <laughs> is the PHNX Diamondback Show, and of course. Every year on this year on this show is our year. Every year on this show is the year of the snake. Every month on this show, Black Women's History Month. Every month on this show, Pride Month. Every week on this show, Shark Week. Every day on this show, Earth Day. But of course, it's Monday. And you know what we do on Mondays. Every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Danielle, would you kindly? My mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. Let's start things off very awkwardly because Piece of Yoshi didn't think Jesse was going to be back today. So let's get to his question. Uh, Piece of Yoshi asks, uh, have we decided on Jesse's replacement yet since he keeps leaving us? I'm back. Hmm. Sorry to dis I'm sorry to disappoint mm. Piece of Yoshi, but mm. I have I have returned. Well, I hate to break it to you. While you were gone, we did replace you with Cogs, and Cogs did not show up to his first day at work, so we had to fire Cogs. 
Uh, we then put out another request for employment. Patrick Lyons uh, took me up on it, but then he told me that once again, his wife won't let him come live with me. So it's uh, unfortunate. It's I've told I've told him I would like who do I offer up to make space in my office, Jesse? I'll move one of the arcade games just for Patrick, <laughs> and he refuses to come through. Nobody is replacing Jesse; is irreplaceable, uh, and I won't have any more talk of that. So what else we got? <laughs> Next question comes from Kevin Lundberg, and Kevin asks, the Varsho trade illustrated, or last year illustrated, that you often have to give up Major League Ready talent to get Major League Ready talent. Is there anyone this offseason that you think we could do the same with? I definitely do. I just don't think people are going to like those answers. I don't think people are ready to have that conversation yet. I mean, who are you thinking of? Well, because I feel like if you're talking about that kind of deal, right, and trying to literally maybe upgrade while, while, you know, sacrificing something like I feel like once again, it's going to be like an Alec Thomas. It's going to be like a Geraldo Perdomo. I know who we're not trading, but I think that the names that we could trade aren't really going to make people happy. And that could be why we don't see that big blockbuster trade. I think that the Diamondbacks, if they do trade, will give up minor league pieces and even maybe minor league pieces that we don't really want to part ways with. But minor league pieces more so than any of the major league ready talent, especially after this squad got to the World Series this year. Yeah, I mean, Mike Hazen definitely has kind of a history at this point um, of trading off of the D-backs Major League roster. Like, that's that's kind of, uh, I mean, the D-backs just traded Josh Rojas a few months ago, right? Obviously, he was really struggling at the time. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess you have to look at, like, which which Major League ready players do the D-backs have at, at positions where they have a lot of depth. And... Yeah, Brian mentioned in the chat, Jake McCarthy is definitely a name that comes yeah. to mind. Is yeah. a guy that D-backs sent him sent him to AAA multiple times this past year. He, you know, just certainly didn't have the season he was looking to have. But I think he's a major league ready player. I don't think Jake McCarthy really has a whole lot left to learn at the AAA level. At this point, he just needs major league reps and major league opportunities, and maybe looks a little bit more like a fourth outfielder from what we've seen recently. But there very well could be a team out there that believes that Jake McCarthy uh, is is or could be an everyday player in this league. And I think Dominic Fletcher is another guy in this system who got hurt toward the end of the year, probably would have been, definitely would have been on the postseason roster sure. if, uh, at least I think he would have been on the postseason roster. Yeah. I guess we don't know that for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's another guy. Uh, I guess I'm saying the D-backs still have an, more than enough left-handed hitting outfielders. And so yeah. if you were trading off of the Major League roster, one of those two guys, you know, certainly could could make some sense. Do they have the trade value that Dalton Varsho had last year? Certainly not, no. right? Uh, not not Probably not even close. But we didn't really like that trade at first. Like, we weren't thrilled about it because Varsho, once again, you traded the, the position player with your highest war on your team. Yeah. And that just didn't feel great. And, and we yeah. knew we had a surplus of outfielders then. But now, going back on it, that trade was remarkable, you know? But... It just it just goes to show at times you still question it based on the value of that player. Varsho has been a guy that's in the Diamondbacks system for a long time, was always highly touted as one of their best prospects, came up, didn't really work out at catcher, found a way to have a tremendous amount of value as an outfielder and thus became, you know, expendable because of the fact that the Diamondbacks have a surplus of outfielders. Right. That was one of those few times where a trade really does feel like it worked out for both sides extremely well. Uh, and all players. Nah, involved. I don't know if I don't know if Blue Jays fans would agree with that. Blue Jays fans absolutely <laughs> don't agree with that because of course. But I mean, again, don't forget that they had their surplus of catchers. 
They had, you know, Lourdes, who was going to leave at the end of the season, most likely from Toronto, had he stayed there. So there's a lot of things there that I'm sure it feels a little balanced. But you're right. I mean, they they definitely don't like seeing Gabby have the success uh, no. that, that he has here. But Blue Jays fans are delightful people, and I will not get in a fight with them at all today. <laughs> what else we got, Danielle? Uh, Ed Halinski at Mr. Ed315 on Twitter asks, is there a reunion possibility with Tim LaCastro? Hell yeah, there's always a reunion possibility with Tim LaCastro. How well would Tim LaCastro fit in with this team at this point? Not necessarily as a primary guy, right? But as a role player that could give you depth and as a guy that has no problem stepping in there and taking one for the team. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, what of I course. love about yeah, Tim no, no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he only had 67 plate appearances in the majors this last year uh, for the New York Mets. Um, but, he, I mean, he was decent. Uh, hit 232 with a 338 on base, a 393 slugging percentage. He was basically a league average hitter. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it would make a ton of sense unless, I guess, like, if you did trade uh like jake mccarthy and you didn't have that like extra that outfielder yeah. who is also a really good base runner yeah then maybe a guy like tim lacastro uh, uh could make some sense I, I wouldn't wouldn't rule it out entirely but as the roster is set right now the d-backs do need another right-handed hitting outfielder but they're looking for a guy to start every day in left yeah. field a guy who has some power probably not uh not exactly what you're expecting to get no from tim no no I, I do agree we, we we moved on past tim lacastro's like ability <laughs> level at this point but yeah, I, I always loved that man. I really did. And like, I've never seen somebody so sincerely say out loud, like getting hit by the pitch is the same as a single. Like he <laughs> didn't even say that with like a shadow. He's like, what are we doing here? I'm on base. I walked, I singled, I got hit by a pitch. It doesn't matter. And I love that attitude. That's an attitude all of us should have in life. Uh, what else we got, Daniel? Uh, Cogs, the aforementioned Cogs, who's now fired after losing out on his first day of work, said, if you could have any uh, if you could have any free restaurant bread as your rolls for Thanksgiving, which restaurant would you pick? This is that's good. Excellent. That's a good question. This is an excellent question. What, what I mean, do you have an answer? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, as to where I feel I'm go. sure I haven't experienced the variety of restaurant breads that you probably have. <laughs> You're absolutely but, right about uh, that. I'm a goddamn consumer. I, 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 I have <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but there are a couple that I will name. I guess Olive Garden is sort of an sort of an elite. obvious one. It's elite um, because yeah. it's one of the only breads I will go to a place for just to eat the bread. Like, yes, I'm eating the salad, but I'm not really eating the salad. The move at Olive Garden is to, like, put in an order for some sort of pasta dish or something just to make it look like you're an an actual legitimate customer. And then you just dip the moment that the salad and bread, the moment you've eaten your fill of salad and breadsticks, and then you don't have to pay that way. Mm -hmm. Don't don't actually, don't actually do that. Um, (laughs) Jesse Friedman, ladies and gentlemen, the innocent one, the one you guys all think is uncorruptible. Here he is. Uh, no, you, you you shouldn't actually do Baseball that. Baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you steal, when you steal bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's so good that yeah. you could you could eat an entire meal of it and and not even like yeah. just completely have lost your appetite for the main dish. Yeah. Um, the other the other uh, bread that I will give a shout out to. I have never been to Texas Roadhouse. So the I can't, correct I can't answer is Texas that. Roadhouse road Texas Roadhouse rolls. That okay. is the correct answer. I was gonna say They're yeast rolls. I was gonna say Outback Steakhouse, which I'm Outback a big Steakhouse fan, big elite. fan of their, yes. their bread. 
they do they have they have like the pumpernickel bread is that what they have right yeah like, i yeah. think so and i think also like uh like uh black angus has a similar bread like that yeah like i that's yeah. a, that's a solid number two bread for me but i will ruin my dinner for texas roadhouse rolls the yeast rolls i will absolutely not have room left for anything because I will just eat, they will keep the bread coming and I will keep eating the bread. So I really need to go to Texas. They are incredible. How, how I, I did unfathomable, unfathomable to me that there's anybody in this, gra- has not in this great land of ours that yeah. has never been to Texas Roadhouse. And I don't think I have. Maybe more I have. importantly, just like not experience the rolls. I don't know where you would experience them outside, but like their yeast rolls are incredible. They are brushed with like sweet honey butter they're amazing and then you add the cinnamon butter on there yeah uh caesar though brought up a a name from my past and i can't believe that i forgot this but season said caesar says the red lobster is undefeated the cheddar bay biscuits jesse the red lobster cheddar bay biscuits are by far a top three elite bread that if you make and bring to thanksgiving you will absolutely uh you will absolutely be uh, a hero but the one bread that you need to bring, of course, hero bread. That's the bread. That's the bread. It's just as good as all these other breads. And of course, it's much healthier for you. I don't even have an ad read for them. I'm just throwing it out there because Matt's sitting here doing this. All of these different types of bread are probably terrible for you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Hero bread, not so much. These other breads, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no way the Texas Roadhouse rolls are good for you. That's impossible. And the Cheddar Bay biscuits, no way. No way. Uh, but of course, check out Hero Bread. Uh, you can get it at herobread.co uh, or Amazon. Uh, also, check out our friends at OG's Brands because, of course, the holidays are right around the corner. You need to treat yourself. You need to make sure that you make time for you. And a great way to do so is with OG's Brands. They have a wide variety of doses and strains and flavors for you to choose from. But thankfully, they've also made it cheaper for you because they are back at it with an exclusive deal for PHNX listeners. They made it super easy for you to score savings. You can get 25% off any OG's products at your neighborhood Zen Leaf location from now until November 30th when you place an online order and use our code. Here's the thing. Uh, Sativa, I'm going to run through it for you here. Sativa, great for an event with your family. Right. It's going to heighten your your uh, you're going to get hungrier. You're going to have the munchies. There's no reason why on Thanksgiving Day you shouldn't try a fine sativa from our friends at OGs. They also make micro doses, mini ones. If you want to try something, you might not even feel it, but you might just like your family more. Who knows? Check out OGs. Head to ZenLeafDispensaries.com. Find your closest location or your favorite OGs gummies for pickup and enter discount code PHNX to get 25 percent off at checkout. The deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And reminder, it's only available for online pickup orders. Discount code PHNX is active until November 30th. A great solution to maybe you bringing some food for Thanksgiving is stopping by Illegal Pete's. Maybe you can oh, pick up, 100%. pick up uh, the the. I still need to experience these reverse nachos that everybody keeps talking about. But that sounds like a great like appetizer dip that you might be able to bring to your Thanksgiving function. You can also just stay there and eat there. Who cares? Let 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 all those other people have the Thanksgiving function. You can have irresistible tacos, uh, bowls, salads, burritos, nachos, and most importantly, the strongest mar- margaritas in Arizona. So. Uh, don't miss out on everything Illegal Pizza has to offer. It's your go-to spot this fall. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pizza, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. Uh, and again, we thank you guys, of course, for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, if you are a diehard member, 
could shop over at phnxlocker.com. We'll have a, a very fun Black Friday uh, sale coming up. Of course, if you are not a diehard member, join us today. You'll get a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, including our fucking dangerous shirt. And I'm allowed to say that without contributing uh, to the swear jar because that says it on the shirt. Yeah, it says it on the shirt, Jesse. It says it on the shirt. I'm just describing the shirt. I am not actually cursing when I say that in this moment. All right. But if I were to fucking curse, then I would have to put a goddamn dollar in the jar. (laughs) Right? And that's the way it fucking works around here. But anyway, get that shirt, (laughs) phnxlocker.com. Get that shirt. Get any shirt uh, you want. If you join us as a diehard member, you also get Jesse's newsletter, access to our members-only Discord lounge, 20% off all future purchases at the phnxlocker.com. So much more. So join us and become a diehard member today. Become part of the family. We got some more Mailbag Monday questions, and I am really hoping that there are still some Thanksgiving questions left in the bag because I, I haven't I haven't had enough of those yet. What do we got, Daniel? Uh, oh, our baby boy Aaron Hughes shows up, and Aaron wants to know, who would you rather extend on the spot, Jesse, Alec Thomas, or Brandon Fott? Huh, interesting. Extend um, on the spot. Extend on the spot. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I don't really think the Diamondbacks – would extend either of these guys this offseason. Correct. Um, I would be very surprised if either of those moves were made. But I guess this is a scenario in which I have to extend one of them. Like I like we Correct. we are like the We're one of them you. is going to be extended. Who should it be? Correct. Oh man, that that's that's tricky. I guess I guess Alec Thomas is probably who I would say. That's the wrong answer. It it it's a it's a tricky question. I'm saying that because Alec Thomas uh, Alec Thomas will reach free agency at a younger age, I believe two years younger than Brandon Fott, roughly. Mm. I think Thomas will be about 28 and Fott around 30, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it just makes more sense, I think, to extend a player who's reaching free agency, like in their uh, you know, mid-upper 20s, as opposed to someone who's already going to be 30, especially when you're doing it this far in advance. Sure. I think there's also just a lot more risk with pitchers in general. So, you know, even if you view Brandon Fott as being the more valuable player in the long run, which I think maybe I would even view it that way. Yeah. You're still, you know, you you, pitchers after the age of 30, like there's a reason we don't see a lot of these early career contract extensions for pitchers. There's just so much that can happen, uh, you know, various arm injuries and whatnot. We don't see these kinds of investments made very often early on. So, yeah, if you really think Alec Thomas is going to turn things around and, you know, find a way to hit enough to be an everyday player, I I could see it making some sense. Brandon Fott would be my selection there. And I think the reason why is just uh, somebody said it, Ernesto Fott looking at the current starting pitcher prices. I think that's a big part of it for me. I also think, like, no offense to Alec Thomas because I have been, I've said multiple times that I don't want anybody playing center field at Chase Field other than Alec Thomas. Sure. I do feel like when you look at his production, there's times where you could get, you know, obviously maybe not as good of a defender, but somebody maybe better offensively out there in center field as the years go on. And I just don't know if he is like the permanent, you know, choice there uh, for them. So, And that's why I'm saying like, I don't really think the D-backs would realistically extend even Alec Thomas at at this point because, yeah, he still has a lot to prove. It, It would be interesting to make that kind of investment this early on in his career. But I don't know if you were just really convinced that Alec Thomas is going to turn things around, then, you know, he's going to hit free agency around the age of 28. Maybe you want to make sure, you know, he's, he's roaming center field through age 30. I guess I could, I guess I could see, you know, that argument. Yeah. Chris Melton in the chat says, I feel like Derek would have said whatever Jesse pick was wrong. 
Yeah, that's probably she's hundred percent right. Yeah, she's hundred percent right about that. <laughs> what else we got, Danielle? Uh, Michael Rokicki uh, says, "Jesse, uh, take take a take a powder on this one. This one's for Derek. <laughs> if Rob Man- if Rob Manfred had decreed that the World Series would be decided in a War Games match instead of on a baseball field, who would you have wanted representing the D-backs? Now, Jesse, just for explanation's sake, War Games is a match where they take two wrestling rings, put them next to each other, put them in jo- inside of a giant cage, and then have five men fight each other. Oh wow! So I think what." What Michael is asking is, who is my five strongest boys that I'm sending out there to on, fight? On the Diamondbacks? Yeah. Okay. And right. obviously, the first answer is Miguel Castro, because it's always Miguel Castro. <laughs> and I basically go based on size and intimidation factor here. Uh, but from there, <laughs> Christian Walker is probably the leader of this team. Christian Walker sure. seems like he would be a very aggressive in a street fight scenario. I don't think he would uh, hold back at all. Uh, and I think that he would pummel anybody on the texas rangers in order to win the world series title uh i guess i will back it up with uh i'm also going alec thomas okay because alec thomas again we're looking for scrappy we lost josh rojas who would have obviously been a choice here right um who let's get one from you can we get one from you i want one pick on this team Mm. of people fighting each other inside of a cage uh from the diamondbacks roster hmm I mean, Tommy Pham was the first name that comes to mind, but I guess. <laughs> How did I miss Tommy Pham? But I Pham? guess, I guess we're, I not, we're not allowed to include Tommy no, Pham. No, we absolutely point, are including because... Tommy Pham because it's part of it was how if it was the World Series. So it's anybody on the World Series okay. roster. Okay. So Tommy Pham, you're absolutely right. He's better at this than I am. He's better at this than I am. <laughs> we got one more pick. Anybody else to round it out here? Um, hmm. Uh, I would maybe say. Uh, Kevin Ginkle's a pretty big, pretty big dude. Maybe, yeah, yeah. He that scream, like that the way he screams when he comes off the, the mound, scream itself yeah. would yeah. probably just have it's all just, of the Rangers guys just, just terrified away, inside. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. that's it. There's our team. We figured it out. Thank you for your help on that one. We see he he he. he Gave it to me specifically, and Jesse was the MVP in that discussion right there. Uh, what else we got? Uh, this one comes from Gabriel, who we don't even know where in the world Gabriel is right now. Uh, Gabriel asks, who has the best chain fried chicken? Don't say Raising Cane's with their spiceless ass chicken and snobby. <laughs> we don't have ranch attitude. Oh, my God. This is uh, this is an important one. Do you have any preferences on fried chicken when it comes from chain restaurants? There is a right answer to this. There is say. a right. Yeah, for sure. There's a right answer. I mean, honestly, I would say Raising Cane's, which I, I, knew I, you know, would. I know is I knew not you would. allowed. But, I knew you would. And I will say that acknowledging that what makes it is the sauce. And if you don't like the sauce, then yes, the tenders maybe the aren't problem. good enough to hold up on that's their own. That's the problem. If you so. need sauce in order for them to be good, that immediately disqualifies them from the conversation. It immediately disqualifies them from the conversation. But I mean, you don't talking... like the chicken tenders. You like the sauce. I mean, yeah. four like right. so. So four peaks. I mean, we know four peaks, has, yeah, but we're looking chain restaurants. We're looking chain, places, places you can drive. Are there through multiple a four through. peaks locations? There there are, it's not a chain though. It's all okay. vibrant chain. All right, because if enough. we're talking tendies, then it's four peaks all the way. Is that yeah, what? yeah? Right. I wouldn't. But I would not pick Canes over four peaks for sure. Uh, I mean, here's the thing: is is there are other restaurant, there are the fast food restaurants that aren't here in Arizona that possibly could be part of this conversation, right? Oh, like Jollibee's. I don't know if you've ever had Jollibee's. Jollibee's is incredible. Never. But, but the answer here is Popeye's. 
that is the clear answer here. Am I wrong? What do you got over there? It's Popeyes. It's Popeyes. Love that chicken for Popeyes. I love that chicken for Popeyes. Dark okay. meat, meat, white meat. Like Popeyes is incredible, and it is the best fried chicken that you can get anywhere, as far as a chain restaurant go. Gus's might be the best in town. Apologies to Lolo's. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway. No, no Chick Fil A. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know, Jesse. I don't sit in that line for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I refuse to wait okay, but 45 surely, minutes surely for Chick-fil-A. Surely you've been there at least I've once. I've been there. Right? There's the one over there at ASU that I have to walk over to. It's Chick-fil-A to me kind of goes in the same direction as Raising Cane's. I will say that having the an sauce, actual the chicken breast. The sauce makes it. But having yeah. an actual fresh tasting chicken breast on a sandwich is different than most places. So Chick-fil-A does get some some praise for that. But again... I'm sure Max is going to be furious with us for giving away all this free yeah, advertising. Yeah, no, 100%. All right, let's <laughs> get one so more question trouble. in here before we wrap <laughs> this up. Uh, this is the really important question of the day. Lindsay asks, canned cranberry or cranberry sauce? See, I didn't understand. I did not know what going into mean? this that canned cranberry, no. like that was a thing that people did for Thanksgiving. What do you mean you didn't know that was a how, thing? How? I just we always we always just made it at home with like actual little like cranberries. I mean, I guess I guess so. I guess it was canned cranberries were in it, but it was that was not the entire that was not the entire recipe. What did they do? Did they mush up the cranberry (laughs) sauce from the can? I think I'm not sure exactly. I remember adding orange. I remember adding orange juice. That was one of the things that was included. You're the kind of, you put apples in, in your in your stuffing, don't you? You're the kind of person <laughs> that puts raisins in your stuffing. Tell me, that is incredible. That is incredible. No, um, it comes out of a can, and it's the perfect. It's it's it's, and a it's needed, so satisfying. It's so are so you, but are you saying that you just take it out of the can and that's it? Well, you have, first you have to have a decorative dish from the seventies. That right. it goes well, that's in. a given. It's like a that, boat a, almost, yeah, but it's a, not really. Looks, it's like a wider butter dish, if you will. Right. Then sure. you out of the can, right? That's like <laughs> she said, the most satisfying part. Getting it out and having it be in its jello, its miraculous jello form where it's still holding the shape of the can in the in the dish. And then, then if you're a pro, you know that there's like little ridges from the can and that's where you start making slices. And then that way, you know how big your slices are. And then you cut it in slices. And it's the most satisfying thing in the world. It's the easiest, like it's such a, it's, it's fun. Does it taste good? Eh, not really, but it's fun to do. Yeah. Killing me, Jesse. Yeah. Piece of Yoshi says, you don't know what a conga line is. You don't know what canned cranberries are. I mean, I know what canned cranberries are. (laughs) I just don't like. You didn't think people eat it like that. Yeah, like the topping is not just canned cranberries. Like The canned cranberries are a part of it, but that's not the end product. I'm not putting that work in. It's it's, it's perfection as it is. It comes out of the can. Interesting. Perfect. It gets sliced and put next to my turkey, Uh, which turkey is a terrible main dish for Thanksgiving. And you should all be getting something better. You deserve better. Uh. Ham, ham ribs, are, move, ribs, right? are, ribs are cheap as hell right now. Really? No, oh, yeah. Ribs no, are cheap do it as right. Hell. No, if you do it right, Prime then it's rib? great. Yeah. What, turkey? turkey? Yeah, if you do it right. I, look, I'm how, do you do, how do you do turkey right? <laughs> it's, okay. Because that's oh, what, every, okay. that's what me, everyone says. Do I've never tasted turkey. So really, it was like, I don't know. Okay, listen, I'm on, what, three shows now? I do. I do Sun Devils. Toe Tree doesn't like any of the foods I like. Well, turkey I'm turkey on, popularity I'm on, is at an all-time I'm on, low right I'm now. On, oh, it is at I'm an extreme all-time low. Craig hates Thanksgiving. And now this. <laughs> Listen, so what you do is you brine it. 
You so you what? You brine, brine it. it. Brine it. That's not a she's word. Right. Yeah, no, you brine it. Right. So so what you do is you boil. You boil of a vegetable stock. You put in a ton of salt. You mm-hmm. put in some uh, ice water. You put in a bunch of like so uh, brown sugar, candied uh, candied ginger, allspice, and pepper. And it is perfect. You do it for two and a half days. It is absolutely perfect. Two and do a you half cook days. It after that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was raw turkey. Yeah. Okay. So it's raw turkey. You got to right. cook it. <laughs> I did wonder if the key to getting turkey to be good was to just not cook it. Like, I was willing to was willing to try anything at this point. Me too. Me too. It's just it's just good in sandwiches. That's it. But anyway, uh, glad we, we're on the same page. Yeah, on that day. It's the first thing we've agreed on. The whole times show. we agree on anything in life, but uh, we do agree uh, that Shady Rays does have the craziest lost and broken replacement plan in all of eyewear. And Jesse agrees that I should have been shamed more for losing my sunglasses and needing a replacement. But Shady Rays doesn't do that. They absolutely do not shame you. They don't even question you. If you lose or break your sunglasses, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They have your back long after you shop. They'll also let you exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. If you don't absolutely love your Shady Rays, no risk at all when you shop. You can check out their location here in town at Kierlin Commons or check out their website at ShadyRays.com. Right now, Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, And of course, nobody does this time of the year better than Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Uh, Life, like we said, holidays are hectic. Life is hectic right now. Make some time for yourself. Get away. You can do a little staycation over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, or even if you can't stay there. It's a wonderful night out uh, with unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you won't find anywhere else in the desert. You can be high rolling, fine dialing, wheeling and dealing, kiss stealing, uh, limo riding, uh, son of a gun. Woo! Thank you, Ric Flair. Uh, Over at Gila River (laughs) Resorts and Casinos, they have a state-of-the-art gaming floor. They have 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, live gaming tables, and so much more. So uh, they also have Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. Belly on up and let them show you what the next level is all about at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You can visit them at playatgila.com for more details. Um, And we are going to we're going to get out of here. But we do have a little, I guess, anniversary to celebrate. Yeah. One month ago today was the Alec Thomas game. Do you remember the Alec Thomas game? Have we all quickly forgot the Alec Thomas game? I think everyone's going to remember the Alec when, Thomas game. When he game went from young king time. to just king, just, just absolute just, king. Just king. We all were witnesses that night. The D backs beat the Phillies six to five in dramatic fashion to tie the NLCS at two games apiece. Uh, and with the Diamondbacks down five to two in the seventh inning, uh, Orion Kirkring walked in a run to make it 5-3, and then Lourdes Gurriel Jr. doubled, and Alec Thomas hits that pinch hit home run to tie the game at 5. Later that same inning, Gabriel Moreno made it 6-5 with an RBI single, and we know what happened in the rest of that series. So yeah, it's, it's, it's apropos that we're talking about extending Alec Thomas today. If Alec Thomas doesn't hit that homer, D-backs don't make it to the World Series. And I know we could say that about probably a number a lot of, of different moments. things that happened <laughs> throughout the NLCS. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't just Alec Thomas who carried the Diamondbacks to to, to the World Series, but sure. that was such a huge moment. I mean, the D-backs were down five to two. It was the bullpen game, right? It was the game that in the World Series was not at all successful for the Diamondbacks. 
And uh, yeah, they found a way to win that game because Craig Kimbrell, uh, who hadn't had a great day the night prior, right? He was walked off by Cattell Marte the night before. And then uh, in that game, uh, game four, uh, Alec Thomas comes through in, in a huge spot. And I mean, that just so so enormously shifted the series, right? There's such yeah. a big difference between 3-1 Phillies and tied at two. Yeah. I mean, an, an enormous difference, Especially obviously. Especially considering that they won the next night to make it 3-2 Phillies, right? They might have potentially yeah. closed it out. Yeah, the Garrett Phillies just likely just close it out. And then the Garrett day. Stubbs gets to celebrate in our pool. And then Garrett Stubbs gets exactly uh, what he wanted. That's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a timeline I don't want to visit. That's one that needs <laughs> pruning by Loki and the crew over at the TVA. But uh, we appreciate you guys for stopping by. We appreciate Alec Thomas even more for doing that thing we were just talking about. But uh, thank you guys, of course, for following us or being here for the show. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, Danielle is at Abraka Danielle. Uh, Nailed it. Got it. But of course, our show is at PHNX underscore uh, D-backs and all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys uh, for being here. We thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when you don't replace Jesse. He's irreplaceable. <laughs>